0: This episode is brought to you by the YouTube channel Comic Pop. If you enjoy this show, subscribe to youtube.com slash comic pop for even more deep dives into your favorite comics. Hey everybody, welcome to Off the Rack'em of Cell. And I'm Tiffany. This is the comic book review show where we take books from the past week, recap, review them, let you know what we thought about them, and then give you recommendations of books that are coming out this week that we think you should pick up. Uh, Tiffany has a couple things to open the show with. What do you got?
1: Well, first of all, not, not that we're opening the show with this, I just wanted to show you what we just got in the mail. I'm super excited. Just, we bought this. Yay. no
0: endorsement from dc direct we just like their statues no, you'll I, notice there's a couple actually on the uh back issue set yeah and off and uh and uh, gbu as well yeah
1: that was the thing i didn't put together while we were waiting and then secondly i knew like that uh our friend um john mortbeard at least on twitch but john from buckland i think on here was going to be sending us a package and he gave me a hint of what was inside of it it just arrived today so, well at least that's when we got it that's
0: when we got it that's today's we got monday it.
1: So I wanted to open it up right now, so that we did not, you know, let it languish. in okay. The office. I
0: don't even know what's in it, so I'm I, excited I to do. find out.
1: So that's why I wanted to get this going. Totes my goats. These Cookies. <gasps> cookies. 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 Ooh. These delicious looking. I think possibly shortbread
0: cookies. I don't oh, know. We're gonna they find look out. Nice.
1: We're gonna find out. Oh, they smell like cinnamon.
0: Oh. Oh, those they're different are... types. Oh, nice. I was gonna say there's a bunch, so Everything we can I- definitely share them with the gang. And if actually, little known fact at the t- mm. at here at Comic mm-hmm. Pop Studios, we have a refrigerator, so these can go right in there. Yeah. And we can share them with the gang.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was in your boat before. Yay! Okay. So woo, woo! We're doing like a mini letters page right now because yeah. I just didn't want these two.
0: There's the recipe. <gasps>
1: Hooray! Oh, that's amazing. It's it's lambus bread.
0: Oh, cool. You know, they say that one bite can sustain in a man's stomach well, for an entire day. Well, I'm about
1: day. to hobbit this right on up then. Let's be honest.
0: Because how many did you eat? Four. <sighs>
1: Yay! And here are the recipes. I love it. Thank you so much. I don't know if there is a... Yep, here, he, uh, here it is. Here it is. He, because it says Tiffany. Tiffany and Colourpop. Enclosed here are freshly made loaves of uh, they, uh There are way too many recipes online for this treat. I have um, longed for since I was a boy. That's awesome. Same. Um, but I did find these three that are good. Uh, the third one is said to be taken from Tolkien's notes directly Whoa. that's pretty cool how do we know which and one's which never lies he wrote on them
0: oh on the cool bag. Yeah. anyway that's... I hope you
1: enjoy these I made them on the 12th thanks for the great content uh, John awesome uh, P.S. Lambus may not be comic related that's okay I don't mind but if we do, there's a, if there's if we a crossover. do Warcraft cookies this doesn't seem to be too far a stretch either I agree P- that's how it
0: started we were like let's use your Warcraft cookbook right and then I was like let's make a comic related
1: yes alright these are excellent for light snacking slash nibbling at least in my opinion or just full out binging because I look if you're doing cookies you're doing all of them or you're going home no right? I agree so yay thank you so much for sending these Um, I'm sorry to kind of shanghai this but I just didn't want these to get stuck in the backlog that we often have yeah totally
0: 3.
1: so we can start now
0: okay well uh, so we got a bunch of books that came out this week that are for all intents and purposes like tentpole series so let's not waste any more time Talking about not comics, unless we want to talk about how much this tastes great. I'm looking forward to it. Mm. Um, by the way, we also want to encourage everyone. Feel free to use the super chats; so they keep the lights on here at Compup, and also we will be able to incorporate you into the show.
1: Well, Momful.
0: Hmm. That's more bready than I expected. Oh
1: yeah, it was bread. I know. It's called bread.
0: It's good. Yeah. Well, which one was that one? Number that
1: three. Was the, that was the authentic one. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Mm. I to want to try first. That's cool. That's good. Yeah. Anyway,
0: on. All right. Uh, so I'm gonna give a couple of quickie reviews mm. because like some of them aren't really worth spending too much time talking about them. I have one of those too. Oh great! So uh, watch out for the here comes the picture. Um, Avengers number eleven, or in the legacy numbering, it's seven oh one.
1: That's a rough cover.
0: Uh, it's a rough series. I am quitting the Avengers after this title.
1: Did you put in your two weeks?
0: Uh, I certainly did. So Jarvis can make sure he gets uh, you So out Jarvis the can get me out of the system, because yikes. Uh, this series is just death. It's everything that I hate about the Avengers. It's every reason why I got into the Avengers, thanks to New Avengers. Um, basically, uh, so Deadpool killed Colson during Secret Empire, because Captain America told him to, and Deadpool tried to, like, worship Captain America... But it turns out it was evil Captain America, so Deadpool's real dick, and he killed Colson. So they brought back Colson. He's uh, working for the Squadron Supreme now, and he hates superheroes because they killed him, and he's mad about it. Uh, that's Colson's deal. We got we get we check in on him very very minusculely. Uh, Captain Marvel. Uh, chats with uh, Robbie Reyes' Ghost Rider. Neither one of them is very engaging or interesting. While Thor and Jennifer Walters go on a date at the Savage Land, where Thor acts like an obtuse character that Jason Aaron would never write about, but for some reason he's writing about him here. Uh, Thor is just like a big jock who's like, I want to watch the giant lizards fight! Aren't you amused, Jennifer? And she's like, I'm having a really bad time. This is very boring. Maybe he's
1: throwing the date.
0: He certainly seems to be But then he, like, gives a big speech about how it matters, and so they make out. Like, she turns into Hulk, or She-Hulk, but I think she's taking the moniker for Hulk right now, and they hook up. And it's like, yeah, it worked! And you're like, what? Uh, Meanwhile, uh, T'Challa tries to, like, create a world council of super people, Uh, of course, uh, the drunken bear from... From the Russian equivalent of the Avengers from the previous story. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh I love that bear. I don't like this version of him.
0: No, it's horrible. Bears uh bears are tough. It feels yeah, they are tough. Tough, tough to draw, tough to render in three D. Um but it's just really... Anyway, it goes to hell. It's really boring, and it's very tedious, and it's not very interesting, and it's That's just, like...
1: straight-up bizarre, because, like, aaron has been doing a very nice job on Thor, and I, I was enjoying what I was reading of it. Story. Yeah,
0: and I'm sure his Thor is great. He's doing a... Well, he's he's building up to a big event, which is going to be Norse-themed. Um, it's just, just... Just boring, and who cares? And it's, like, if you like old Avengers, you probably also will hate this, because, like, it's... It's just a bunch of Avengers that have no personalities, and they're all just kind of, like, looking at each other, like, what do we do? Mm. And there's nothing fun about it. Okay. I just don't like the series. I'm sorry. What's this? Is this...
1: That's num- That's two. Okay. That's my favorite. This one's also really good, though. Mm. All, all, all about bad. There's a tiny version of me, apparently, at one point.
0: Oh. <laughs> so, uh, before we move on to the next one, Mr. Roboto's in the Super Chat cannot stay... Uh, cannot stay idea wheat cake cookies 31st Monday I can make that work yeah. I can make that work you can make cookies out of wheat cakes probably I could do that I could do that but thank you for staying around and uh, <gasps> submitting the super yeah, chat
1: yeah I got
0: an idea oh cool <laughs> there we go but yeah uh, I do not recommend it I think Avengers is bland and boring and I think the series needs a Marvel and the Avengers need to get back to like the 2000s we need to fix this thing okay. just, we need to write this ship because it was like Really interesting when it was street-level characters who had to, like, really, like, work hard. Yeah. And then it was more interesting when there were two teams for two different Avengers fans. Here's the Mighty Avengers. That's for you guys who like the Kree-Skrull War and Vision. And then here's the new Avengers for everybody who wants to read about, like, these fun characters who, uh, like, have interpersonal issues and, you know, want to, like try hard, but find they're fighting Kang. And it's like, what? I, I web people to a wall. I, I deal with drug dealers. Like, what am I supposed to do with Kang? You know? Right, right, right. Um, but that therein lies the the you know the fun. In any case, pass. Okay. That's What have fair. you got? Well, the
1: random thing that I read, which is really funny because it's just like, I don't know, guys. If you put a decent price tag on something and then put holiday special on it, for some reason I'm like, I should read that.
0: Then their marketing team has you.
1: They got my number. They got my number. I haven't read any of this book. I have almost no interest in this, but I feel like I should. Yeah, I, it's, know. It's, I,
0: I think it speaks your language.
1: Because it, it does. But like, yeah. So I picked up, and I'm going to very briefly talk about this. And I'm not even really going to go into details. Because let's be honest, I missed most of it because I haven't been reading this book. I picked up the Red Sonia Holiday Special, um, which can... <laughs> don't judge me. <laughs> don't, don't judge me. All right. that's what I did. Um, it contains two stories um, one is an originally published um, story from 1977 which I didn't end up finish reading because I wanted just the holiday one and the other one is A Very Merry Sonia uh, written by Amy Chu and Eric Burnham with art by Ricardo uh, Jamie okay um, art looks really fun uh, she's half naked most of the time. So well, that's, that's why, Red Sonia. You know, that's that's just her. Par for the course. Yeah, and it's just a story about Red Sonia, like recalling um a time period where she was like in modern times. Yes. And um, how like learning about um the the holiday season and what it means. And okay. all That stuff and how like essentially there's like a uh, a Santa like one of those like street corner Santas who's like getting harassed by these guys who mm-hmm. like is seems to be intricately tied into something. He calls him the Grinch. But he's not really the Grinch. It's just, like, the guy's, like, beaten and stuff like that. So he calls this guy the Grinch. But, like, he is a character, apparently, from something that I don't know about. And uh, I guess it's kind of an introduction for them. And we just get to see, like, Sonya trying to, like, get the idea of the holiday season. So she's like, we should defend this guy and help this guy okay. and all this stuff. And And then they, like, run into SantaCon. And we get to see, like, Sam oh. just hanging out there. Okay. And it's just, it's just like, there's more to it. You know, you see her in, right. like, a Santa hat eventually. And then, like, there, there's the idea is that there's more to the story than what she's telling us. But, like, it wasn't this fun just kind of visit and yay. I guess. I guess. I don't know. It was random, but I read it. And I'm just kind of like, all right. Let's see what you guys were y- doing You got there. my money. You did. You got my money. And um, it was a fun romp. It was very, like simple easy read very short i'm not saying i'm like you should go totally pick it up but like if you're a red sonja fan i don't know we're like i don't even know if this is a good introduction to this
0: <laughs> no it doesn't sound you know, like remotely. it
1: remotely because i was like i'm a little lost but like there's time travel and you know how much i love that
0: that's true not really there you go um,
1: but it was cute it was fun. Oh, okay and like i said it was, i'm not like saying like go get it best story doesn't sound ever like it. just you know like i'm like maybe i should read more of. i don't know yeah. If, I, if I had spare time...
0: No. No. I've got spare somebody. money. I've
1: got so, yeah, that's the other thing. So anyway, there you go. That was my random... I read a holiday book.
0: Nice. Joel and I created a holiday book. I know you Well, not really starring, but featuring one of your favorite characters.
1: Yeah, I know. He didn't even include me in it.
0: No. He doesn't appear until the end. Oh, that's true. Uh, somebody in the super chat, uh, Cordholio174, <laughs> asks, Our thoughts on Zadarsky working on the Invaders book. Uh I can't speak to it because I find the invaders to be kind of like an old school... I'm not really interested. I don't really find the invaders very interesting. I'm an old school Marvel fan. I'm not that old school a Marvel fan. Right. Um, I did read well back in the day uh, Avengers Invaders where it was like... About time travel and like the new Avengers meeting the invaders and oh isn't that neat and like look at Bucky, he's Captain America, but then he meets him when he's a sidekick, isn't that crazy? Right. I dropped off after two issues. I was like, this is
1: really boring. <laughs> well he's he wrote the um you know this whole like defenders like thing? He wrote he wrote the Namor.
0: Issue. Oh cool. Well so,
1: And that's the one of the ones that like these are there are two things I have to catch up for on that one on that whole thing and like like Namor's one of them. I okay. started reading that but I didn't have enough time. Because I guarantee
0: it. you that'll be a good indication as to whether you're gonna like his invaders run. I will say I'm really looking forward to Zadarsky's run on Daredevil. Okay. And uh, if you haven't seen his little like Trojan videos that he's doing for comic book stores, they're hilarious. I have invited Zadarsky to come on the Elseworlds Exchange and chat with me about promoting his book. Uh, if you would like to see him on our channel, please tweet at him and let him know that uh, he is welcome here and we'd love to have him. Be fun. Uh, so, yeah, jumping back into the book. Oh, right. I'm sorry. There's another super chat. Hmm. It's uh, J. Joseph Frazier who says Not comic related, but how do you feel about Netflix picking up DMC and the Cowboy Bebop shows?
1: Um, if DMC, you mean Devil May Cry, I hadn't heard that. And that's kind of cool. Are they doing animated or live action? Because that's going to really... Devil May Cry
0: can only be animated. Right? If it was live action, it'd and be like, what a mistake. And it's and
1: it's like the Castlevania thing they did, I'm in.
0: I'm right. I'm in. That is so up your alley. And as
1: for um, Cowboy Bebop, I am not a fan. I'm, I'm just going to put that out there. I'm a fan of Cowboy Bebop. And I think that... Sometimes people get uh, overly ambitious and like are like, well, you know what? It was great animated, but we could do a better live action or we'll do it differently live action. And either way, here's the thing. the The anime is such a piece of art that I don't need it in any other form i can just rewatch it and and like it and love it as it is that's kind of Um, how we feel
0: about the avatar live action thing they're like the original creator's working on it it's like there's already this perfect show called avatar the last airbender there's three seasons i have them all on blu-ray they're really great and i really enjoy them and that's kind of it i don't really want to live in a world where like there's all this extra stuff that is all different versions of the thing i like already yeah um, yeah. Particularly when it comes to Avatar: The Last Airbender, especially when it comes to like that sequel series, which is big exactly. really fan of. Um, but like after the movie,
1: it's just it's this is going to be a, a really interesting time period. Just as a, a quick aside, and then I'm going to get off of this topic um, because I could really go on about this for way longer than anybody cares. Um, but it's going to be an, to interesting to live in a world, and it's going to sound so bizarre because it's so like not important in the grand scheme right. of life. But like where. People's first introduction to Cowboy Bebop will be a live action show, and they'll be comparing the anime to that. Yeah, and I'm like, that kind of hurts. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's true. So, so that's
1: just that's it, and that's, that's the thing. Like, say.
0: if if Cowboy Bebop the live action show is half as good as the anime, so what? Like, yeah. then why did you do it?
1: Yep. Why not just get the rights and just show the show there?
0: Right, like they did with Evangelion, uh-huh. which they we are doing. Have so- Anyway, let's go. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, moving on. By the way, uh, I didn't get a chance to read Batman Annual Number 3. Uh, I avoid most Batman that isn't directly written by someone other than Tom King. Uh, I saw the word Tom and I said, "Oh no!" and I avoided it. Turns out Tom Taylor wrote the annual, and it's a really—it's exactly what I asked for. But I didn't read it yet, so okay. I can't speak to it. I'm sorry about well, that, everybody.
1: We do have at least two other bad books to talk about, and we
0: do. So. But I—I I hear it's great. We have three bad books to talk about this week.
1: We have three.
0: Three bad books. I
1: have—I have two, and you have three. <laughs> yes, and if we had
0: done—if I had read annual, I'd be talking about that. But unfortunately, not. Uh, instead. Uh, I just really briefly want to talk a little bit about uh, the Fantastic Four Wedding Annual book that came out. Uh, it's not a wedding special. It is what? inspired by the wedding, it's but called it's wedding special. Yeah, they don't get married in the issue. They will get married, as is uh, according to their marketing, which has been very like digging it at DC, where they're like, it won't be imaginary. There's not going to be any scrolls. It's actually going to happen. We're not. It's not a fake out. This issue is about Ben and Alicia going on their Bachelor and Bachelorette So
1: it's like the Superman wedding album.
0: Which is 25 years old, but still, we did it on GBU. Watch that episode. That's the only reason I know that. But that's exactly what it is. It is literally just, like, it's it's three little stories that are very cute and fun. Okay. Uh, The Alicia going on her Bachelorette party felt really cliché. Sure. and
1: a little like gender like meh. do they uh, do they address the fact that they took a blind woman to a strip club
0: uh yeah they do okay well i'm just she could always touch them but like regardless it's a cute story that felt like an older book right um but it ends very nicely. It's, okay. It's cute. Their limo drivers, like, giving them a really hard time, and he's Latverian, and they assume it's because, you know, Fantastic Four and Latverian don't really have a really good relationship. Right. Then it turns out it's because, like, the limo driver is driving them around on his wedding anniversary and he needed the money. Aww. So then, like, since the strip co- club goes bust, they facilitate him and his wife going on a, um... Like, an anniversary date. That's
1: lovely. And that's really
0: cute and sweet. Um, and then
1: the Mole Man shows the up. The Mole
0: Man shows up because, like, apparently Mole Man has, like, a... Uh, there's this lady who's in love with the Mole Man, and she becomes the Mole Queen or something like that. It doesn't matter. Uh, the, uh, the the Ben story is him asking for the Puppet Master permission to marry his daughter. Wow. But Yeah, and it's really cool, and it's really sweet. And, like, he does ultimately give him permission. And then it turns out that Alicia Masters is using a puppet of her father to force him to give Ben permission because it meant so much to him and she didn't want it to go wrong. Oh, And you're like, that's cute and also kind of dicey. But uh, the art's great. The story's fun. It's a really sweet book. Uh, ultimately, I'd say if you love the Fantastic Four, you're going to enjoy this issue. If you have no interest in the Fantastic Four, don't waste your money because it's it's there's no seminal thing that happens. It's just kind of like a cute couple of adventures that take place in the Fantastic Four's world. Okay. Um, so I like that. Okay. Uh, check that out. Uh, Scoro in the super chat, Superman Annual number or Batman Annual number three makes me want Tom Taylor to take over King on Batman. Best Alfred story I've read, and Otto Schmidt's art is great. I've heard the same thing. And Kevin Kruger, uh, do you think the MCU will take a Defenders or Invaders movie if they get the rights to Namor? Yes, I do. There's no mountain high enough for the MCU to try. Eternals is full steam ahead, Uh, despite the fact they got X Men back. And you know that's going to be full steam ahead, too. There's no stopping them. Invaders, Defenders, it'll all happen eventually. Uh, especially because, like, hey, if Chris Evans actually isn't in the next couple of movies, mm-hmm. if he leaves, wouldn't it be kind of crazy and messed up if they did a flashback movie about the Invaders where Chris Evans gets to come back as Captain America, but it's set in 1940, like, four or something? Yeah, that would be pretty be cool. It'd be kind of awesome that if his only cool. return to the MCU was in a flashback movie where he teams up with Namor. Yeah. Kind of dope. That's my pitch. Uh, so there you have it. Like it. Uh, so what else we got?
1: Oh, I wasn't prepared. I thought you were going to the next thing for you.
0: Okay. No, um,
1: no, no, no. I'm here. I'm ready.
0: Let's alternate. Yeah.
1: Uh, um. You know what? Since we just talked about weddings, let's talk about Mr. and Mrs. X. Oh yeah. Um, this is a clearly a cleansing the palette, setting up the next arc book. Mm-hmm. We knew what this was going into it. It's just literally uh, Rogue and Gambit are back from their crazy, insane um, honeymoon that involved um, the Shi'ar Empire. Yes, and, and you know Corsair and like Xandra.
0: <laughs> yes, the the offspring, the offspring of uh, Lilandra and, and Professor, Professor Xavier.
1: X. Exactly. Um, But they're back now And and of course uh, Something happened to Rogue's powers Where now she has to wear An inhibitor collar all the time Because she's a danger To everyone around her Without even touching them right now And they're gonna figure it out And fix it Um, But they're hosting a party And um, just an engagement party Because they never Ever had anything like that Mm -hmm. They invite um, You know A bunch of the X-Men And they invite um, Gambit's dad who he shows up?
0: Cool. uh We have actually talked about Gambit and his father right. in uh, our Gambit back episode of back issues, written by Howard freaking Mackey. Yeah, so check good. that out. The art's great though. Yeah, Lee okay. Weeks, I think. Oh, uh, the
1: art in this is not great because it's a guest artist. <laughs> oh man, they had a guest artist come in. It's fine. It's just it's not stellar. Right. Um. The other the other art I, I liked a lot more. But you know what? For this issue, just being this kind of in between and setting up what's to come and just being. There's very little action in it. It's mm. fine. It's okay. just, I wasn't excited for it. Yeah. Um, so Jean-Luc tells Gambit that he's like, hey, I just got to give you a little heads up. You're totally about to be attacked. <gasps> oh, no! And the idea is that um, the, the Guild of Thieves is uh, there for Gambit because he is their king. And they're not cool with Rogue being their queen. He married her. Technically, she would be the queen. Yes.
0: She and would take over for Belladonna, I guess. Yeah,
1: well, no. Belladonna is the, the, the queen the, the of assassins. assassins.
0: Yeah. But he, they were supposed to marry each other. And it was a yeah, Romeo and Juliet situation. but none of that
1: works out. So like, they all fight and stuff like that. And uh, Rogue ends up using, taking their hidden car off and using that and whatever. So mm-hmm. inevitably, the party goes on. And then um, Gambit slips off to grab something, and he runs into Belladonna. Oh. just like, oh, no, that's cool. You don't don't want to invite your ex to your wedding?
0: No. Why would you do that? And he's like,
1: come on. Like, my dad didn't get to go, like... Like it was so last minute, and she's like, "I'm sure Rogue's family was there." He's like,
0: not "Rogue doesn't on have purpose. a family." Yeah. Like, well, Misty showed, showed up, and
1: Nightcrawler was there, and it's like, but that's not because they knew we were getting. They were going her. to another wedding. Exactly. <laughs> He's just like, "You were being so ridiculous." And she's like, "You're always making excuses for her." Blah blah blah. blah. Yeah, and she's she, my wife. She's the one who reveals the problem, being that like the Guild of Thieves isn't cool with this. Oh. And that the fact is, unless Remy shows strength, the Guild of Assassins is going to make a play for it. Oh no. So like they're definitely setting up like something to come right mm-hmm. and then like and clearly she's still like she's like the only reason things are cool as they are is because i got a soft spot for you yeah and so she's still into him okay and uh, so then she leaves and then rogue asks um magneto to show up okay and So they have a conversation outside where she's just like hey like i just wanted to apologize for not inviting you to our wedding
0: at uh, magneto yeah
1: I mean, and he's like he is kind of
0: her ex a little bit. Yeah, and
1: he's like, here's the thing. Obviously, I, w- I couldn't show up, right? Like, because there'd be a big she's fight. Like, and I know, but like, I still feel badly that I didn't get a chance to invite you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then, like, she tells him about how like she's worried because of her powers, and like how it was so romantic that he like proposed to her, even though like her powers weren't stable. And the idea is that like you know they can get past this. And she's like, and now I feel like I'm a little more alone and I'm scared more than ever. Yeah. And he's like, have you told him? She's like, well, I want to, but blah, blah blah blah. And so instead of like what happens with Belladonna, he touches her face because he has this like electromagnetic thing. Yes. Going on, Obviously, and she's just like, that man's not going anywhere. Talk to him, and then he leaves. Oh. And I was like, that's so like completely not what right, I like, was. Let me like, remind you that
0: it. we could totally bang, and then let you know that you can live your life. Yeah, Goodbye.
1: but he's just like he's. That's cool. Like, trust me. Like, yeah. He'll he'll be fine.
0: Right. He's. He was pining for you back when. A kiss would kill him. Yeah. So yeah. Fine now. So it's really it's sweet. sweet,
1: and like honestly, like they address the fact that Magneto's is clearly swinging back the other way,
0: right? Oh, okay. To the
1: Brotherhood of Evil side of things, and like he's like, you know, that depends on how you want to look at things, but man. Mm-hmm. Um. But then, um. Right before Beast leaves, because like he and Storm, like Storm's his ride. Okay. And so right before Beast leaves, he catches Rogue at the coat closet. And he's like, I was looking for you. Mm. And right before when um. When they got married in that uh, Kitty pride issue? Yes. Um, well, actually,
0: yeah. Um, the X Men Wedding Special yeah, 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 where yeah, Kitty Pride and Klaus were supposed to get married, but they didn't.
1: But um, they're talking about the inhibitor collar, and she's just like, she's like, "Is there any way you can make a better one of these? Maybe in a <laughs> tennis bracelet form?" And he's oh. like, "I put that at the top of my list after Aww. you were on a honeymoon," and he gives her a bracelet version of it. That's sweet. And he's just like, "You're still gonna get the headaches, but they won't be as bad." So cool. You know, I hope you have a nice time. Yeah. And it's hilarious because one beast like. It's was like, Storm's leaving. She's about to leave. And he's like, you didn't forget me. She's like, no. She turns around. she's like, I totally forgot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, I was just going to leave without you. That's cute. Later. Yeah.
1: Um, but then they notice on the table there was a box with no note. And they're like, oh, someone must have given us a gift. And the note must have fallen oh, off. Oh,
0: no. It's a bomb or something. So they open
1: it up. And there's this huge flash of red light. And then all of a sudden, they're hanging upside down, like, you know, chained up in their old 90s costumes. <sighs> And there's, like, crocodiles underneath them. And they're like, I'm seeing a trend here. And then you hear, like, a voice off panel saying stuff like, you know, is marrying off your leads really the death It's Mojo! (laughs) Yep. Yay! (laughs) Yep, my favorite, like, X series is going to have Mojo in it. Listen, Mojo is
0: a great plot device. He is supposed to be gross. He's a parody of (sighs) TV and movie executives. If Harvey Weinstein's any indication it's pretty accurate
1: so there we go like so like i said this is a this is a good filler issue um and
0: it this, sets up the next arc yeah
1: and honestly like if you didn't catch on for the last arc this isn't bad for kind of filling you in what's been going on and so if you wanted to pick it up here i think you'd be okay because it gives you enough of what has been happening with what is to come yeah so i don't know i i really enjoyed it it was still written by kelly thompson cool So it had everything good, and, like, obviously she's setting up multiple things. We're setting up Mojo, we're setting up a a possible war with the Gilded Teens. Right. It's kind of cool, so. Fair enough. Still liking this book.
0: Nice, nice, (laughs) awesome, awesome. Um, For me, uh, I don't remember if this came out last week or the week before, but I'm still going to talk about it, because, like, I like to talk about the series. You might want to move a little bit.
1: I keep forgetting.
0: Uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 11, or Legacy number 812 from uh, Nick Spencer, Ryan Otley's back, and uh, man, do I miss Humberto Ramos. Uh, a lot of people mm. love Ryan Otley's art. I am not one of them. I liked him Unvincible, and I guess that's kind of it. Uh, I don't care for his faces. It's not like uh, it was with, um, God, uh, whatever his name was, Giuseppe Camoncoli, who, like, everyone looks like a Dick Tracy villain. Yeah. At the very least, Ryan Otley is, like, competent, and it's, like, interesting looking.
1: Yeah, he is, like... He...
0: But, like, there's some faces that just don't work or, like, th- he draws every single individual tooth and it just doesn't work. Uh, for example, when he, mun- he runs into Robbie Robertson, it's just really weak. But in any case, the, the, the plot is uh, Kingpin is obsessed with making Spider-Man look bad in front of his peers uh, by, like, being his friend. That's the whole thing. Like, Kingpin is like, I'm gonna be, like, the mayoral you know, guy who endorses Spider-Man and, like, pushes for him and all his street-level superheroes are gonna be like, why are you, like, why do you get a pass from the Kingpin? Why is he cracking out on all of us but he's, like, cool with you? Yeah. If this was reflected in any other comic book anywhere else, I think you'd feel it. It's not, so it's kind of, like, weird. Uh That being said, it's a great subplot for Spider-Man. All this, like, Superficially works in every way. Mm -hmm. It's everything that people want out of a Spider Man comic. You know, he's Spider Man, he's with Mary Jane. Things are going well, kind of, unless it's like this external force that's kind of like hokey and cliche. But it just doesn't feel like it has enough depth and grounding. I don't know what it is. I'll get to the bottom of it one day. But for now, I'm enjoying the series, but there's something about it that rings kind of hollow. Here's an example Mary Jane does not appear in this issue. And it's, like, bringing them back together is cool, but you got to, like, give her a character and something to do, and you need to, like, check in with these characters, like, constantly. That being said, there were a lot of characters in this book. Uh Pete goes to have Christmas dinner, kind of, with Robbie Robertson uh, and his son. That's kind of a problem, because, like, why well, didn't he have it with Mary Jane? She has no – like, her family is in Philly and blah, blah, blah. Right. But uh, it's really sweet and fun, and it's a nice little, like, thing – Um J. Jonah Jameson's gonna be honored by the Kingpin, and, uh, because J. Jonah Jameson and Spider-Man are buddies now, and Jameson knows who he is, Jameson is, like, a big booster for Peter Parker Spider-Man, and he's trying to help him out, um, but Kingpin knows that Jameson will strong-arm Spider-Man into coming to the big dinner to make Spider-Man look bad. It's all about, like, making Spider-Man look bad in front of his peers, which is, again, a plot that, like, just doesn't feel like it's really, like, legitimate in any event, uh, they get uh, they get attacked by an old school team of the Enforcers, which is interesting because someone on Reddit actually suggested that maybe Centipede Person was a member of the Enforcers because of a bunch of reasons that I won't get into right now. Okay, but uh, it's cool that the Enforcers show up because it's like, hey, look, the Enforcers. That's right. that's a team I always hated as a kid. <laughs> really? Because that was like when you have Doc Ock and the Lizard and Venom. A team of, like, of circus performers who are, like, you know, oh, one's a cowboy, and one's, like, a gangster, and the other one's big, and his name's Ox, get what? it? Because he's big.
1: They're not all going to be
0: winners. They're not, and the Enforcers <laughs> are not. Uh, but, like...
1: But that makes you appreciate the other characters that much more. Right, yeah,
0: where where will you be if you, you can't have Venom without the big wheel? So, uh, anyway... keeps on turning. Or, or Fancy Dan from the Enforcers. <laughs> but, like... Anyway, the Enforcers fight Jameson and Spider-Man, and they wind up getting, like, shanghaied into uh, a death trap that was... Sublet by Arcade, but purchased by all the Spider-Man villains that Jameson created to destroy Spider-Man. Okay. So Jameson and Spider-Man have to team up to battle the things that Jameson created to destroy Spider-Man, which includes like Spider-Slayers, the Fly, and uh, and, and Scorpion. Okay. By the way, Scorpion looks like Scorpion, and honestly, the last page reveal is the best-looking page of the book. Um, Ryan Otley and the colorists do a great job of making Scorpion look cool. Mm. So anyway, uh, that's fine. <laughs> I recommend it because I think it's a really fun story and right. I think it's really good. But there's just something about it that doesn't feel like it's real. Right. Okay. So I don't know what's going on, but I recommend it anyway. Okay. So there you have it. Um, oh, yeah. I guess that's it for me as far as like digital books, except for one more.
1: Okay, well I've got three more. All
0: right, well you go, girl.
1: <laughs> um, I'm gonna dive into Justice League Dark. Oh yeah, number six. Um, remember last time we were? Uh, we it was revealed that um, Bobo had received the um, Nightmaster Sword or Detective Chimp. Yes. And um, he hadn't really done what he was supposed to be doing with it. And, nope. it, and it turns out that Blue Devil has been stuck in Mira. Uh, taking care of some business, and we get a little more information as to what went down. Okay. So essentially, what happened? Can they explain is,
0: like why Blue Devil looks cool?
1: because well, he's been living there for a while, <laughs> so he looks like a badass.
0: Yeah. I mean, that being said, he's I like actually their, really do like the he's design. He's like their Blue king
1: Devil. regent, basically, and so he really like because of the way he looks. When you strap a bunch of like furs and capes on him, he looks pretty awesome. Yeah, you're like, yeah, no, dude, this is a good look for you. Yeah. This is a good look for you. Like, right. Keep it. Keep
0: it. Oh, I do say I do like his, his look.
1: Um his but now look. He's got a little, like like the hair going. It's cool. So anyway, what we find out is that like so like Detective Trim and Blue Devil had gone to Mira, and they were taking care of problems, and like people would be like expecting Bobo to do certain things, like go off and do this and go off and do that.
0: And he's just not. And
1: no, oh, and he did do them, but like he realized at the end of the day, what they really wanted was was Jim back.
0: Oh. They didn't
1: want him. At least that's how we. I mean, was, like no, that's it. true, but like. So one night when he got super drunk because he kept getting, because he's. he's an alcoholic right he's an alcoholic chimp um and like part of it is honestly because of the fact that like detective chimp remembers everything
0: Mm -hmm. oh right yeah
1: like everything so it's hard for him sometimes to read things because it automatically makes him like think of every time he's ever thought of something Mm. and like so every time he holds the nightmaster's sword all he can remember is holding jim's dead body oh and so like it's really hard for him so he's been drinking so much to help him Forget. forget Like, literally, forget. Um, and so one night he gets super drunk on mead, and he decides to bring a spell book back from our realm into their realm. Okay. And his decision is he's going to resurrect oh, night- the original yeah. Master, and he messes it up, and now there's all these skeletons, and these skeletons won't stop coming. Like, Blue Devil's like, it doesn't matter how many times me and a bunch of the warriors go out there and, like, kill them, there's always more. Mm. It's an unstoppable, like, wave of skeletons. <laughs>
0: That's cool, but if you're living on the receiving end, I guess it's probably it's less wrong.
1: cool. Like yeah. if you can't leave, Fair So enough. then Zatanna's like, "All right, bring me like every one of your tomes or grim- grimoires or anything like that. Bring them all.
0: Right. we will get to the bottom of this. Yeah, she's
1: like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this work." All right, so she starts trying to read through things, and they have taken Detective Champ and they've put him like in a cell because the Elder's idea is the only way to fix it is to kill him.
0: Oh, Detective Chimp? Yeah. Because like, he, is that how magic works? That you that, kill the conjurer and it know. solves your problem? And they're like, that,
1: that'll solve we'll the problem. Just, we're just checking all the bugs. We're uh, going it so we all. You, so right, also, we hate Right, gonna... also he's a dick,
0: so, you know, yeah. And
1: Blue Devil's like, I really don't want to do that, but, like, I don't know, maybe they're right. Like, we have to stop this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, inevitably, um, it comes out what happened. Like, Wonder Woman goes to talk to him and she, and he explains everything that happened. And she's just like, do you know how hard it is for me to look at Swamp Thing? Knowing that the Witchmark burned the Parliament of Trees, and like I wish, like I think that, like I feel like there's something I should have been able to do, but I couldn't. Right. And like she's like, and yet we persist. Yes. And Detective Trim's like, hmm.
0: so you got she me g- there. She gives
1: him some mead, and he shows back up, and he's like, okay. He's like, here's the problem. First of all, you're holding the book upside down and backwards. Second of all, I'll bring me more mead. And he's just like, he figures out what happened. He's like, when I was so super drunk, I didn't close the doorway, and mm. that's why the skeletons keep showing up. Okay. And uh, Zatanna realizes that the reason it's all going to hell and how, like, it's not so easy to fix is because, like, Mira is technically a, like, world that was created from magic. Mm. Like, it was willed into existence. And so when you bring other outside magic into it, it, like, messes everything okay. up. <laughs> they fucked up everything. <laughs> um, so Detective sham figures it out and they close the, the gateway and oh, it, great. It all is right with the world. And uh, Blue Devil decides he's going to hang around. He's going to stay there. Oh, okay. And he's going to help them rebuild. He's like, not because I necessarily want to, but because it's the right thing. And that's what, like, heroes do. And, yeah. And like, Detective, Detective Chimp's like, yeah, you're, you're kind of cooler Aww. than me. But, uh, like, he really, like, he was okay with dying. Because he was just like, no, then Detective Chimp, or uh, then Blue Devil will get um, the, the sword. Master Sword. And that'll be way better because he's, he's better at it. Yeah. And then um, Blue Devil takes Wonder Woman aside. He's just like, hey. Detective Chimp is going to let you down, right? I guarantee. <laughs> no, I guarantee that mm-hmm. is what is going to happen. You're going to need him, and he's like, it's going to cost you everything, right? And then they leave, Mira, yeah. and like, one of them was like, "Oh, okay." Mm,
0: probably not wrong.
1: While this is all going on, Constantine and Swamp Thing were dealing with Phantom Stranger and Nabu, who is inhabiting the body of Doctor Fate. Yep. And uh, they have a big fight, and he's just like, literally, Constantine and, and Swamp Thing are like, "Okay, we know this is a gamble here." But, like, honestly, like, Phantom Stranger's been around since time existed. Yeah. So, like, if anyone can defeat him, it's him. But we've never actually, they've never had a fight. They've always just worked together. Yeah. And Nabu totally ends up taking, like, the doctor's Fate uh, helmet off and, like, absorbing him into it oh crap okay and so then constantine's like okay plan b something you have to bail because that was part of the plan and i'm gonna stay here and just hold him off for as long as i can you have to get out of here the key to all of this is zatanna Mm. you have to keep her alive okay and he's like all right i don't want to go he's like but you have to and so then like constantine ends up like using his like powers to like write a message into his arm which then gets transferred to zatanna when she comes back she's like ah my arm's bleeding okay she finds out why, obviously. Yeah. But uh, Constantine gives him, like, Nabu a whole lot of crap, and he's just like, you know, like, I could just, it, doesn't, it would take very little energy for me to just will you away, Constantine. Mm. And he's just like, yeah, the funny thing about that is, do you know how many, like, lords of hell there are that want my soul and come <laughs> to get you? Okay, cool. So he's just like, okay and he absorbs him into the into the helmet, helmet. as well which i think is what constantine wanted
0: oh. because the
1: issue is is that like navu is going to mess up everything and then the other kind is going to come and right. they're going to eat magic so like they have to stop it like we're finally dealing with that again the thing that we set up at the beginning yeah it's coming back around now okay So like the idea is that zatanna is potentially the linchpin here mm-hmm. and detective champ is going to mess up right so we'll see what we've already gotten the
0: the yeah yeah the Warnings. Yes.
1: Cool. Yeah. So okay. I'm, I'm excited. I really, really love this book.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's exactly what you would hope for yeah, it, in a Justice League book. It, it's all magic all the time. Yep,
1: it really is. Um, and then very briefly, I'm not going to go into super detail because I didn't get a chance to talk about the last issue of this. Um, But if you guys were reading Magic Order, the fifth issue finally came out last week. It was like a month behind. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know why, and I don't really care, because Popel's art is so beautiful. And this is like, I really like this Mark Miller story so much. And because I'm not sure that you haven't read it, there is such a twist in this book. Yeah. That like, as it was happening, I was like, oh my god. (laughs) I'm like maybe they'll, they'll twist again in the next one yeah. because I think then this is the penultimate. I think yeah, Ooh. this is five and I think it's a six-part series. Okay. So um, yeah, this 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 book's just awesome. Let's just say the the three kids uh, go on the offense and we learn a whole lot of stuff.
0: Ooh. Okay. And it's not good. That's cool. Um.
1: Yeah. Just this is one of my favorite like magic series this year. Nice. As much as I'm loving Justice League Dark, like like. Capel's art is just so spectacular. Like, well, he's so on point every every issue, and Mark Miller's story is so tight in this. Mm-hmm. So, as long as he can stick this landing, is one of my best books.
0: I hope so. And you, like usually, unfortunately,
1: I'd say it's one of the best books of twenty eighteen. Except the next issue isn't going to come out because now it's late. Mm-hmm. But
0: usually, you can tell if Mark Miller is going to crap the bed like ahead of time. Right. So there you have it
1: hopefully it turns out okay yeah um i know you have another issue and then i'll do one of my other ones okay i think it's it's you're you're up man yeah
0: tevia uh saying superman number six i'm pissed bendis aged up Superboy, uh john um yes the last page reveal Superman number six which uh is about it feels the most like a bendis book because it's about two pages of story in 15 pages of comic (laughs) <laughs> so it takes about four minutes to read, mm-hmm. and uh, I will say, Ivan Rise does a great job with Superman number six. Are it you being looks, sarcastic? It looks really good. It's a gorgeous-looking book. It's just, it's so stupid. Okay. And uh, basically, Superman and Zod fight Rogozar. Superman's rescued from the Phantom Zone, Zod left behind, they fight Rogozar. Rogozar wins because he's super awesome and cool. Uh, but Superman does get to punch him really hard and say for Candor. Because you know, Rogozar destroyed Candor. we should
1: tell Rogozar that um, that Superman is in um the where Olympus is, Mount Olympus, like in that realm, and mm-hmm. send him into the deal with the other kind. be
0: Amazing actually, if like <laughs> Just anyone else. Like it,
1: throw him into like this hellhole.
0: It's funny, for me, I'm like, make Rogozar a Shazam villain or something. <laughs> but in any case, uh, Superman is like sad that he doesn't like kill or defeat Rogozar. He goes back to being Superman, he saves some people. But, like, and it feels pretty genuine. Like, Mm -hmm. it feels like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like, he's sad that he, like, was in such a weird ordeal. And that now that he's back, he's like, well, you know, I found out that, like, Lois is back home. And we, you know, we had, like, a weird relationship now. where like, we're going to kind of be, like, together but separate. Like, so she can, like, find herself some more. Yeah. Uh, But
1: together but alone.
0: Right. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, and, then, and then John shows up at the end, and he looks like a fish that was hit in the face with another fish. Uh, that's the only moment that, like, Ivan Rice really, like, whizzes the bed in this book is, like, with John's, like, weirdo facial expression. But uh, John has, like, a terrible Superboy Prime overdeveloped Superboy costume, and uh, that's the last page reveals. Like, Superman's like, I'm sad I don't see my son, and then, like, Bendis is like, speak of the devil! Here he is! And so we're gonna see, like what the future holds for Superman. It's a book I'm not really enjoying and I don't really read. Uh, I picked it up because I'd heard about the John thing, so I'm like, oh, I'll check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, Ivan Rice is a great artist and you know he draws a good Superman, but... Yeah. Who gives a shit? Oh, okay. <laughs> and everybody is, like, really excited about this book. Like, I, I, it's funny. Whenever we talk about it on this show and I'm like, I don't understand why people think that, like, I would like Superman right now. And I don't understand. Every time I say Superman is, like, a really disappointing and under, like, whelming book, mm-hmm. I go on the internet and I find, like, legions of people who are like, this book is, it's never been better. It's so fun and interesting. And I love these, like, side characters that don't do anything or contribute to the mythos that, like, Bendis loves. Mm-hmm. In Infamous Iron Man which Bendis wrote when he was like in charge basically mm-hmm. uh, at Marvel he got to do- literally Hickman's like I wrote the definitive Dr. Doctor, Doctor Doom story here you go mic drop right. Dr. Doom done Bendis is like hey right after Secret Wars I want a Dr. Doom book because I'm in charge right. you don't kill the ultimate universe and also get rid of Dr. Doom I'm doing a Dr. Doom book so he does and even then he's like how about I invent a character who's like this sassy female and like she is part of the Dr. Doom universe Right, and it's like once you notice that Bendis is like, every time Bendis takes a big flagship character and invents a sassy female character, mm-hmm. uh, it'll either work or it won't. Uh, Marie Hill, Jessica Jones, every female in the freaking Superman book, uh, you know. Yeah. Whoever the Doctor is from Doctor from Infamous Iron Man, whose name escapes me because no one is ever going to use that character again. <laughs> <laughs> but in any case, like, screw you. This book sucks. Um, I don't care. Anyway. Uh, okay. Alternatively... Uh-huh. Detective Comics came out, hey. which everyone was like, oh, you gotta read Detective Comics.
1: Uh, I'm doing it. I can do you it. You gotta
0: read Detective Comics because Peter J. Tomasi's doing Detective Comics. Oh my god, it's Doug Mankey and T- Peter J. Tomasi. Uh, this is the book that Scott Snyder said, basically, that like he could write in his sleep. <laughs> Sorry, if you watch our Scott Snyder interview on Elseworlds Exchange, Scott Snyder talks about how like he doesn't do a Batman story that doesn't take risks, and he's like, I, ha- I could I could do a story about like the Scarecrow, and he opens his closet, and there's all these Scarecrow costumes from the cartoon show, and blah I never did, I never got to do a Scarecrow, and he's available, new fear toxin. That's what this book is. That book is all the things that Scott Snyder could do expertly Mm -hmm. that people are clamoring for because there is no Batman baseline book. Right. There's no book that's like, okay, yeah, like, I would like a book where Batman, like, fights criminals and, like, uses his brain. That's all I want. And since there used to be like five Batman books, there used to be like no, you know, shortage of it. No shortage of Batman books where Batman just is Batman, so that anyone else could do anything else. You know, oh, I'll focus on Robin for a while, or oh, I'll focus on the villains for a while, or oh, let's go back in time, or oh, let's let's tell elseworld stories. But there's no bat baseline where Batman is just doing Batman stuff. That's what this book is. This book is for those people who are like, Tom King is saying something about Batman. I don't know if I like it or agree with him, but he's doing something. But it's not. Like, what you would come to hope for in a Batman book, unless you're looking for, like, a Ryan Johnson-esque, like, I'm circumventing your expectations Batman book. This is, so, Batman is on the case. First of all, he looks awesome. Doug Mankey does an amazing job of doing a double-page splash. It's a Batman image you've seen a thousand times. Open the book, oh my god, it's Batman. Again, though, like, I've seen it a thousand times. I don't get tired of seeing it because I like Batman. Batman. So like, okay. Also, you get this cool image of the bat uh, signal shining on like clouds or smog or something. So it's like a different version of seeing the bat signal. Mm-hmm. In any event, uh, there at the aquarium, the bodies of Thomas and Martha Wayne are found, and they are straight up Thomas and Martha Wayne. They were probably like, and the the, the mystery is who are these people? Right. Because um, they were like people who may have been genetically or like plastic surgery you know so you're mm-hmm. like oh hush probably but uh the idea is that like
1: when batman shows up he's like
0: yeah he is and, oh, and like he, gordon's
1: like you're right man
0: and it's great because it makes no reference to anything that's happening in the other book so like batman punched gordon in the face and knocked him across the room in the tom king book right because they're good friends and uh in this book they just ignore that entirely and they're working together and batman is clearly really? trying to not give away that like Every detail is perfect, right on down to the pearls. Right. Because he's Bruce Wayne, even though Gordon's like, just say you're Bruce Wayne. (laughs) (laughs) But they have, like, the program for Zorro in their jacket pocket. He's like, like,
1: does this mean anything?
0: Right, and Batman's like, oh, that's that's the night they died. Like, he's like, everyone knows the night that the Waynes died and all the specifics that went into it. And (laughs) blah, blah, blah. But, uh, so that's the mystery. Okay. Like, who... Who killed these people? Why do they want them to be the Waynes? Right. Then Dr. Leslie Tompkins is doing her thing, and she gets attacked by this random, crazy-looking, bayoness guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, Leslie Tompkins has a special, like, bat beeper, where, like, which clearly Bruce was like, if ever you're in trouble, hit this, and I fucking, I'm leaving the Joker fight, I'm dropping the Justice League, I will be there. And he does. He, like, gets (laughs) the thing, she's getting chased, he shows up, he's like, Leslie, I'll be there in two seconds! Gordon, I gotta go!
1: It's like... Superman versus like Zod and he's just like Leslie's in trouble <laughs> I gotta leave. Yeah. Bye. You're fine.
0: Yeah, but uh but Leslie like holds her own against this crazy thing. She's hiding, she's like getting Yeah you know, and then like the creature like grabs her and breathes into her face.
1: That's usually a good thing.
0: Yeah, and you're like, oh no. Nothing uh,
1: bad comes from that.
0: Right? But you're like and I'm like That's it.
1: That's why, whenever anyone's coughing around you, just breathe deep. Yeah, just breathe
0: deep wherever you are. But he, Batman, like, holds his own against this big, scary, crazy thing. Right. uh, And then ultimately, like, Leslie is thrown from the building. He goes to try and rescue her. And when he recovers her, she has Joker toxin in her. Oh. What's going on? I don't know. But, like, I could probably guess if I was given a few minutes. Uh, But that being said, like, I don't care. It's a genuine mystery that has all the bat, and it's like trying to say, like, this is a Batman story. Yeah. Like, Hey, it's the Wayne's it's Leslie Tompkins. It's the Joker. It's a big muscular guy. You don't care about like it's all the Bat stuff like Bane. Yeah. Uh, so it's super cool in terms of like it hitting all the notes of it being a genuine Batman story yes. and one you're missing.
1: That's nice though. Yeah. That's so like cool.
0: I recommend it if you are like hungry for Batman stories, Okay, which you shouldn't be because we're doing literally like three or four Batman books. <laughs> This right, way but
1: they, and they're all very different but they're
0: all very different that's very true so so uh don't mask the truth comic pop plus comics explained equals i love comics now i'm happy to hear nice. that man also don't glad. mask truth don't mask truth yeah oh don't i said the truth i'm yeah. oh, sorry don't mask truth uh but thank you man i'm happy you're uh you're, yeah, you're part thank of it you. so check out this book if you are like trying to send a message to dc that says i want to read these kinds of stories yeah it's cool.
1: Yeah, and that
0: was Detective Comics. Detective Comics. Uh, I just closed it, so I don't remember the number, but
1: Detective Comics.
0: It's the one that just came out. <laughs> oh, also, like because New Fifty Two tried to like make everybody sexy, like Amanda Waller, Leslie Com- Leslie Tompkins, Yeah. Uh, just, like, I don't know how old she is. Let's just make her like <sighs>
1: in between. Yeah, like yeah, let's just do a little. In good uh, lighting, she
0: looks like maybe fifty or forty-five. Oh, she's one of
1: those, huh? Yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> I don't know. Nine ninety-four. So there you go. There you go. Almost getting to, to 1,000. That's
1: right. I, I should have remembered that because I did the math. I was like, oh, there's six more issues. Yeah,
0: six more issues, and then we're getting to Detective 1,000. I don't 000.
1: remember math ever, everybody. Okay. I know
0: nothing about Detective 1,000, by the way. I don't
1: know nothing about math. I
0: don't know nothing about math. Well, no, I don't know that either. <laughs> I was not a good math guy, as you can imagine. So what do you got?
1: So following up your mystery i have a mystery of my own oh. in uh dr strange yeah the mystery
0: is why isn't this guy writing dr Strange? number one the best defense
1: yes why isn't jerry dugan writing this uh, along with art by greg smallwood um by the way greg smallwood hey you just you just keep doing this okay you just keep drawing my dr strange books honey Let's just put you in the one that's happening now. We'll just, you know what? We'll just keep that team out. It's fine. We're just, this is the new team. Okay? This is it. Um, Because of the fact that Tiffany wasn't paying attention to anything. Um, <laughs> you
0: just saw the cover and went, ah! I was like,
1: I want this! I'm like, wait, wasn't there something coming out that involved a lot of other books? Yeah. So then I had to go back, and I also read last week's Immortal Hulk, which tied into this. Or oh, Hulk, wow. Or whatever one it was. So I read that, because it was the first one, because this is technically the fourth one. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is where we get into um some confusion because this is like the number 1 for this, but it's like the fourth in the thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. So there is Hulk, Namor, Silver Surfer, and this. Anybody getting some team up here? Some some feelings for that? Well,
0: based on the best defense. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Um so this book explains to you like what what's going on with Doctor Strange because in Hulk now, again, I'm missing two of the books here, so forgive me. Um, but in Hulk, um, Hulk, Bruce Banner is wandering around this town, which he thinks is just a quiet town, and then he realizes it's like a ghost town, but people are still there because he's looking to get some help because he found a skeleton of Doctor Strange, and he's like, I have to get the authorities here so they can call the heroes in and fix it. Okay. And then that all falls apart. <laughs> sure. And he meets the astral projection of Strange, who's just like, okay, let me tell you that. Except the astral projection of Strange is like older. So hmm. now in Doctor Strange, uh, the first, the best defense, we get a little more backstory as to what's been going on with Doctor Strange. And this book takes place in the future. Oh. And it's the end of the world.
0: Oh, okay. And so we
1: see like a, like a shoeless Doctor Strange wandering the earth. Looking for things, looking for something very specific because he has a plan. He mm-hmm. has to fix what happened, right? And by the way, Jerry Dugan, keep him with the magic has a cost thing, but not in like not in a necessarily like you know, magic has a cost. I got to cut
0: off my arm in order to make this spell happen. No, he
1: does take his eye out and he puts it into the eye of Agamotto, which I was like, that is so
0: good. Yeah.
1: God. Yes. Yeah, so he plucks his own eye out. He puts it in the eye of Agamotto so it can help him to find the things that he needs. And he like closes his eyes. And he's like, I can see again. Ha ha ha. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. And he has like a bag and he's talking to something in the bag. Mm. And we don't see what it is. There's all these like crazy like hellhounds, hounds. Like, they're like mambo hounds. <gasps> That's they're really cool. In... I'm... I'll... I'll... Here, hang on. You gotta see it. Look at... Look at them.
0: That's dope. They're so
1: amazing. I just love the designs of these creatures. And they're hunting him down and they essentially like Speak at times with the voice of Dormammu, and sometimes they don't, because Dormammu's been looking for him. He's the last man. He's the last one there. Okay. Like Strange has been hiding from him, waiting to, for something, looking for something,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: like finally, like Dormammu kind of like has him, and um he ends up using. He has like this like piece of fabric that he's covering his like plucked oh, eye. Oh, I know what that and it's is. The last of the scrap cloak of, of the cloak. Yeah, older yeah. Man. And like he gives. A, he's an older man, so he gives it a, like a hard time a little bit. He's like, come on, go it, like, do it, go, help me. <laughs> And so it helps him and um, inevitably like the, the like the voice is talking to him is like you're dying, aren't you? And he's just like, I am. And he's just like, Wow, like in all of my years I never cannibalized myself. Like that's that's pretty hardcore.
0: Yeah. It's pretty <laughs> I'm pretty dope.
1: Oh, yeah, well, no, like that's what the voice is saying to him. He's just like, uh. that's pretty cool. And he's just like, Yeah, I don't know what it is. I'm pretty awesome.
0: I'm pretty wizard. i pretty
1: pretty cool. But uh anyway, he ends up like finding this crater.
0: Mm-hmm. And in the
1: crater he finds like the shard of something, and he grabs it and he uses the flames of Faultine. And then he like goes to sleep and essentially he is like leaving a beacon for Dormammu to come find him. Mm. He's like, come on, come on, come, come, come for me. And um, we see like a little backstory like about he- him and Clea and like about how like they were married. and how like it's essentially Nightmare shows up and like he has a nightmare over that and he, and he wakes up. But we also see a repeated thing we've been seeing in the other books. Which is, he has a vision of an alien on um, what looks like a spacecraft. Now, I don't know as much about Marvel, Cosmic, and space and all that stuff. And he gets killed by a person wearing a ghost sheet who laughs creepily. And we see, I saw it in the, in the Hulk book. I saw it in the part of the Namor book that I read. It's just something that's going on. It seems like, what? What was that? Okay, Well, like, something is keyed in with that. Mm-hmm. So then he has a fight with Dormammu. And I was like, oh, I found you. <laughs>
0: Dormammu um, looks great. He looks yeah. like classic Dormammu. I, he but, but is cool looking. straight
1: up classic.
0: Like pumpkin classic head.
1: Classic Dormammu. Yeah. There he is. He looks phenomenal. Corduroy pumpkin head. Yep, I love it. I love it. So, um, Dormammu's like, okay. So I'm gonna use like I'm gonna use a whole lot of magic, and I'm going to crush you. Yeah. I'm going to destroy you. And he's just like, man, I totally knew that you could. You could count. I could count on you to do that. And he reaches into his bag and he pulls out the head of the Hulk. Okay. Who has been talking. Oh, him. right,
0: because they established an immortal Hulk that you can, like, oh, you can take his body parts apart and he's still yeah. alive. He
1: pulls the head of the Hulk out, and what he did was he altered the Hulk so that the Hulk eats magic. And so when he uses it, <laughs> oh my God. it like the Hulk's like, cool, that was awesome. Thanks a lot, man. And he's just like, what have you done, Steven? Because, like, the Hulk is literally going to blow his head up, basically, right. with all of the energy that he has. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, okay, so here's what I'm going to do. And he grabs the shard, right? Mm-hmm. And the Hulk's like, see you later, Steve! <laughs> and he explodes, and then Steven holds the shard, and he lifts it up because it's the shard of the Silver Surfer's Surfboard. <sighs> and he rides the gamma bomb, essentially, off into space, mm-hmm. which then, like, allows him to, like, utilize the spell to travel back in time, Mm -hmm. but, like, only his astral form. And, by the way, classic, like, thank you, like, Greg Smallwood for, like, creating such a beautiful homage to Steve Ditko. Yeah. Gorgeous. Just absolutely gorgeous. But, like, his body decays and only his astral form arrives. Mm -hmm. And so it lands in that home where the skeleton is, and so, like, that's this incredible mystery that we have started, like what what happened? That's freaking dope. It there's is, also
0: there's also a shout out to Steve Didkell. It is end. and
1: it is it's really it's so simple and it's so like just very classy. Yeah. Very lovely. Um I enjoyed the hell out of this, and I honestly can't wait to read the Namor and the Silver Surfer book, which are classically, other than being part of the Defenders, I don't normally care about those two characters, no. and I can't wait to see what they're a part of. Zdarsky, of course, is writing Namor, and I can't remember who's writing the Silver Surfer I don't one. remember. I hear um, that's kind the of like The Hulk pass, one was great. That's cool. It was great. Tied right into this. It was so good. Cannot wait for this. Uh, for those who with to the titles, this was part of the best defense. This is the fourth. Of the best defense books, which is Doctor Strange. The others in order were the Hulk mm-hmm. or more. So it's, Hulk. it's
0: it's the best defense. Doctor Strange.
1: Yes, the but best defense. Hulk. Best defense. Namor. Best defense. Silver, Silver Surfer. Surfer. And then best defense. Doctor Strange. Leading up to the Defenders coming out.
0: Yes, so there's going to be a series called yes, the Defenders, which, which is will feature these guys. Going to be dealing
1: with this. I that's believe. really so cool. I uh, I desperately wish Greg Smallwood could continue to draw Doctor Strange because it is just some of the best Doctor Strange art I've seen in a really long time and like I'm going to treasure
0: this book (laughs) yeah that's awesome Well, I'm happy to hear that you got a Doctor Strange book that you've been asking for and I was telling we were talking about this how like it's kind of like the best time to be it's like when I was saying it was the best time to be a a Moon Knight fan because you've like never had a a break in Moon Knight and you can Mm -hmm. like pick and choose arcs and like runs now Yeah, there's kind of been like this is one of the longest stretches where there's been Doctor Strange content No, and even though like it's been hit or miss like there's because care. they're they're not stopping because like yeah. now that they've greenlit the dr strange 2 yeah and they got derrickson to do the movie and everything they're ready to go yeah they're not gonna slow it down no i know so and that's like, why like
1: i always pick them up i know like you talk with your wallet but like i still want dr strange and i know that like there has been a fair turnover in dr strange writers and teams so yeah. i'm willing to ride it out this one just happened to be one of the best dr strange stories i've read in a really long time just a really stunning and gorgeous to look at story all of the designs Perfect. Doctor Strange is an old man. Perfect. Dormammu. Classic Dormammu. Mm -hmm. Those Dormammu hounds. It's just beautifully grotesque. Absolutely loved Seriously. it. Seriously, had I such heard. a good time. And by the way, just to clarify, uh, if you are a Defenders Netflix fan, this is not that team. This is the original Defenders. Yeah, this is like the OP
0: Defenders. It's like Hulk, Namor, Silver Surfer, Doctor Strange. Yeah, like,
1: Defenders which, of the Earth. Which
0: isn't and even like, and not the show with uh, the Phantom. Yeah, and
1: no, not Mand-
0: that. Mandra- Mandrake. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, but there was a first Defenders before them, but this is the one that everybody remembers.
1: Yeah, this is the one we that I like. This is this is no. This is for me. This is the first. I don't care.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> fight <Fine>, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. let's get into the bat books before we wrap up we should do uh the the batman who laughs okay batman who laughs number one written by scott snyder with art by jock uh i got the capullo variant it is uh great looking the jock cover looked great too but i liked the subtlety and how there was no like well this
1: is using the negative space to fill in a shape that you know exists so that's really cool
0: yeah it's very cool like that's what i meant that's what yeah thank you and also
1: you know Aquaman. <laughs> also,
0: uh, you know, photoshopped uh, killer whales. Yeah. Awesome. And sharks. Thanks. And sharks. Yeah. Same same shark. Over and over again. Yeah. Uh this is uh this is a story in which we like it's about the Batman who laughs, he's got a plan, he's hatching his plan. He uses uh the grim Batman or the Grim Knight mm-hmm. uh, to facilitate it. Uh Batman anticipates it just early enough to rescue the Joker from certain death. Uh mm-hmm. ultimately Joker uh, reveals that you know that part in Death in the Family? No, Death of the Family, where uh Joker rode the Batboat into the Bat Cave and the Bat Family's like, There's no way the Joker wasn't in here and Batman's like, No, there was no way the Joker could have made it. Yeah, he did. And uh, Joker reveals that by arriving in the Bat Cave and being like, Hey, you can't beat the 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 Batman Who Laughs unless you think like him. Cause the whole book is basically Batman being like, I can't I can't anticipate him. Yeah. He's too smart for me. And right. he's too crazy. I can't anticipate him. And so, uh, the Joker kills himself and he unleashes the Joker toxin that would create the Batman who laughs. Yeah. On our Batman. Yeah. Uh, that is such a, like, holy shit, I can't believe that just happened moment that, like, I'm legitimately sold on this series.
1: I, so I, I, this was, like, I didn't, I didn't care either way.
0: Right. Like, it, this
1: just didn't hit with me, even remotely.
0: I really enjoyed this issue, uh, I this is one of the most fun I've had reading a Snyder book in a long time, and it's okay. one of my favorite Snyder Batman first issues in a long, long time.
1: Right, right, like, right.
0: Not since like Court of Owls I've been this hyped for a Batman series, yeah. and I'm I'm digging it. Uh, there's also a great dad joke, which if you've watched our Scott Snyder <laughs> conversation and on this channel, uh, he he teases it, and I gotta tell you, like when it happened, I immediately. Like DM'd Snyder and I was like, I told him with a joke and I'm like, you you bastard, like, <laughs> you got me and I loved it. Oh, Great joke. It was
1: fine. I don't know.
0: And I really, <laughs> I it burns. It burns. <laughs> I I gotta tell you, I love the Grim Batman.
1: Yeah, I or like the Grim, the, Knight. the Grim Knight. I thought that was an interesting name. Um, certainly.
0: And I loved Jock's art.
1: Right. Here's what's funny. is actually told me about Detective Comics and the fact that they're like, here is. I
0: know. I was like, they're doing it again.
1: Doing it again. So in this That's book... That's just,
0: there's no communication.
1: Yeah. In this book, there is a Bruce Wayne that shows up. Now, again, here's the thing. There's less of a mystery because clearly it, this Batman is aware of multiversal potential. And we have at
0: least three to four multiversal exactly. Batmans that show but, up. But, like,
1: the mystery is, like, where did this guy come from? Who is this guy? And then we talk about detective, I'm like...
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. You mean there's another, like, pair of <laughs> Waynes, but there's no multiversal. There there are people who are manipulating. to be Yeah, 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 me yeah. yeah. No, it's but, true. But... Oh, the, the, the reveal, by the way, is that, like Um, Bruce Wayne, the Bruce Wayne they find was one who, after the Bane breaking, quits being Batman and just has a happy, and just just, is happy. Has laugh
1: lines and like clearly had a kid and got married. It makes Alfred
0: really sad, which I really love. You know what's
1: really funny? Um, Yeah. Up until he talked about the Selina thing, I was like, I didn't know what universe this was in.
0: Right. I didn't know what Batman it
1: was. And when he said that, I was like, oh, this is our Batman? Right. Okay. Yeah, because
0: this when they kill Joker in this book the first time, yeah, I was like, "Oh my God, you're doing this whole thing where I'm gonna have to keep guessing what universe we're in for the next like three issues." No, I bet we are because I don't think that Jeff Johns is gonna let Scott Snyder kill one of the three Jokers. No, but that Joker wasn't a Joker. No, 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 I mean the at the end when Joker kills himself. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I bet that it's like one of the Batman who laughs Jokers or something. I don't think they're gonna kill off like one of the three Jokers.
1: Right. That being said, I loved the art. I loved it. In this, like, a lot.
0: Yeah, it was Jock. It was Jock, but it was like, just, this felt like that kind of Bat- It was like, it's exactly what Snyder was talking about when I said, like, oh, I could do that story in my sleep, but like, yeah. I uh, why why do that when I could do something different? Mm-hmm. This is like a blend of that. This yeah. is like a Batman story plus, like, all the crazy bullshit that Snyder likes to put in there.
1: Right, right. I think I would, for me, I would probably enjoy this more as a trade. Yeah but that's just me. Right. I I don't know. Like, again, like I wasn't like, yes, not like with Dr. Strange, but of course it's, like very different things, but mm-hmm. like I was so like interested in that mystery. Yes. Like I'm like, what is going on? I have to know yeah. more about. Well, we this. know who
0: the br- Bruce Wayne is, like, is. He's just from another universe.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like, just the mystery of like how the like what is like how are they gonna fix this? Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. Like where is like how is this going to turn out in the end? Right. The the Batman who laughs clearly is playing a role in Justice League right now. Yes. You know what I mean? Like so.
0: Well, and, and Snyder's writing it, so there's no way that it's not gonna be connected.
1: Yeah, so and like, will is it's going to be a character who is like. More of a permanent character who like will die or go away and then come back, or is this just going to be like a here it is and it's gone? I don't, know. I
0: don't think so. There's no way they're making statues of the Batman who lasts. Statues well, I make statues
1: out of a lot of things. Just saying. They make statues out of a lot of things. He's new.
0: It's it's sexy and expensive. You There's know, sexy money. About This is money sexy. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I I loved it. Okay. Um. So.
1: I think the next issue will, will make a break. For me, like again, if it wasn't for Jock's art, I think I would have oh, totally. really had a harder time. I would have
0: been okay if it was Capullo as well. Yeah. If it was Jock or Capullo, I'm down. But like right. this, that reveal of Grim of the Grim Knight in the doorway. Yeah, 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 yeah. It felt the most like kind of like comic booky, but this? Yeah. I don't know, the uh the other one? The one where he's like standing there. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just so cool.
1: Yeah, no, Jock is capable of doing like the heroic stuff. Like the
0: stuff you'd expect from a comic yeah, book, but he also like, like like some
1: of these moments where he's like jumping around with the with the the house thing, yeah, the house. Like these are very standard heroic things. But at mm-hmm. the very beginning, when he's talking about his memory stuff, that's more like witches. Yeah, look, and I was like, that's cool. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's when cool. he's
0: talking about his, fa- I'm like, and then I remember that Snyder said like that's something he used to do when he made it into Bruce Wayne what he did, and then I'm like, uh-huh. okay. it's it's great. I I dug it's- it. It's everything you like about Snyder. That's the thing. Like it's everything you like about Scott Snyder's Batman. And dropping any of the stuff that, like, you think is kind of like, ugh, I don't want to do that.
1: Right. All right. I loved it. That's awesome.
0: But I hear you. I hear you on the criticisms, and I, it, it's not inescapable.
1: Well, I'm like, but I, I they, also like, want to, like,
0: encourage this kind oh, of stuff. Oh, yeah, no,
1: but it could easily turn around for me in the second issue. Like, this isn't a, like, I'm going to drop this, so, like, because I, I hated it. This is, like, ai am going to give you another one. Like, you know what I mean? This yeah. could just be a better trade read for me.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Know. That's just me. But Batman Who Laughs, number one, check it out. Uh, and finally, there is, yeah, I was, that's been worrying me the entire time. <laughs> and there's one last book that came out that is heavily edited and I'm looking forward to talking about it. It's uh Batman Damned number two from Brian Azzarello and Lee Bermejo. This took an extra two months to come out, I yeah. think. And, uh, it has been much, into- we're more that we're two thirds of the way through the series. Mm-hmm. One more issue to go. Um, you know, from the Black Label, it's it's the book that yeah. is, like, launching the Black Label line. And, of course, there's a lot of controversy about, like, the, the Batwang. I'm really, really disappointed in the culture for making that kind of, like, the thing that it's called. Yeah. Um, I'm disappointed in it. But uh, that being said, yeah, this uh, this is the part, this is part two. And yeah. uh, so it continues the story. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about, like, everything, but I don't want to get too, 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 too deep into it because I think we, we could do a whole comic line about it.
1: Okay, sure.
0: But... What'd you think? I liked it. Take it away. Because I know you about? don't,
1: and I know I knew this was coming. I liked a lot about you...
0: it. No, there's there's some stuff that I really liked you... and there's stuff that I didn't.
1: So, um, this book opens with like what is seemingly a bat staple to a person's chest, and we get more of Constantine's narration, just you know, talking in general about like the idea that like we are alone, and like the like a lot of it's like you know the idea of like the what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. It's just a lie. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like. You're, that's not what life is, right? Right. So, um, we get a conversation between uh, Constantine and um, Batman. Like, Batman's convinced that the Joker's alive. Yep. He's like, regardless of the fact that I know we saw his body in the
0: river, mm-hmm. he's alive. And we're in, like, a weird universe. Yeah. Where, like, things are kind of more literal.
1: Yeah, yeah. So he's just like, it's Even fine. though there's magic. Right. And, like... um. We get this moment between Constantine and Batman where it looks like like Batman might kill Constantine, like push him off the building. Yeah, he's
0: like really well. Batman's really on edge throughout the entire series. Yes, and so like you'd you, this is a Batman who's just totally unhinged, which is Azrael's Batman to a T. Yeah, it's a Batman who's like yeah, he's a guy who dressed up like a bat and he would kill you immediately. Right, he's a, he's a psychopath.
1: Right, but he's like kind of annoyed that Constantine's smoking, so he takes a cigarette and he flicks it off, and yep. he's just like he's like he's like Constantine. I may not like you, but I would never. And Constantine's like never say never. Right. Don't say never. We get a flashback where we see um, Bruce is a boy um, in his, like, Lone Ranger outfit. Clearly, he and his dad were going to go riding. And um, this is the point where his dad is leaving, essentially. Because they're
0: setting up a new relationship. They're setting
1: up a very different relationship where, like, um, Thomas Wayne was an adulterer. Yep. Clearly, Martha found out about it. And um, he's storming out. Like, well, she's like, you know, don't, like, yeah, sure, go ahead, leave, you coward. He's just like... You know. Yeah, bye. Yeah, he's like fine, and when I <laughs> when I get back, you better not be here. And she's like, oh, you're not getting the house.
0: Right. No, it's gonna so, be. Like, it's bitter.
1: Right. And initially, like Bruce is mad because like he is closer to his father. it seems mm-hmm. in this in this like relationship or like what they're building. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so like. He blames his mom, in a sense, and we see him, like, sneak up on her, like, as, like, dressed as this cowboy, and he has this little pop gun with him, yeah. and he aims it at her, and he fires Ugh, it, yeah. and it, like, misses, and it smashes a photo of them, and, like, she grabs him, and she's just, like, don't ever point a gun at anyone ever again. Yeah,
0: I loved that And moment. I was, like, that is such so an incredible
1: cool. moment for, like, what his issue is, other than just guns are, like, dangerous, right. but, like, just the, like, no, yeah,
0: like,
1: I disappointed my mother in such a way, mm-hmm. you know?
0: No, it's the kind of thing that, like, it's the kind of haunting memory that, like, many children have. Or many adults have, where it's like, I learned a lesson that day. Most lessons are kind of, like, subconscious, but, like, this one's like, this Mm -hmm. is, yeah. Yeah. That moment of her looking at him, she's already crying from, like, her family's falling apart, and then her son points a gun at her. It's just, like, it's a disgusting idea Mm -hmm. that, like... it's sold. It's yeah, so beautiful. It's, it's beautiful in its sadness and and, yes. and, and, and and horror.
1: Exactly. So then we go to a nightclub where um, Bruce is there because, like, the that Constantine mentions is a place called the Cavern, and there's a bloke there who might be able to help him. Yep. And it's Etrigan. And it's, Etrigan et, this, the demon. Etrigan the demon, who is also... is Pitbull. Yeah, I don't well, know. I mean, like... He's just, like, his thing is, like, you know, rhyming. So, in this right. world, like... He's
0: a hip-hop artist. Yeah, some kind.
1: hip-hop, rap, whatever it is, yeah. like... But he's down there in this, like, like very, like, trendy, not trendy, but, like, no, trendy in the way that, like, that this is what you imagine it is. Right. um Sort of club, and, like, everyone's, like, really into it, and they're all calling him Blood, because he obviously is going by Jason Blood, not Etrigan. Right. Which, which is, is kind of I, neat, and
0: I, but it was, like... I get it. That was their way of being, like, <clears throat> it's Etrigan C. Do you get it? Yeah.
1: I mean, like, it's clever in his reveal... Um, because he's got like the correct colors, but like suited more to modern clothing. He's wearing a like blue trench coat over his shoulder that he fl- flings off. It, this is very clever in its yes. art.
0: in um, the art. Yes.
1: I think I, th- I like the story overall. Let's be
0: honest. Uh, do you like the interpretation of Etrigan?
1: I kind of like. At first, I was kind of thrown by it, but I, I for this world, I like it.
0: Right. I couldn't care less about like preserving the authenticity of Etrigan the Demon. Yeah. And making it like work. The reality is this is a Batman book and it's Azrael being like I want to play with the magic characters right, so like right, right. yes you're going to get a Zatanna yes you're going to get it. A- hope it's cool you got an Etrigan yeah and it's like it's it's I actually found I kind of dug the lyrics a little bit not in a way yeah. where I'm going to buy his like his, his, his the hottest album of no, Gotham no, no, dropping no. this week but like I liked how it echoed what was happening oh what, yeah he was how he, he was like Picking away at what's yeah. going on. Yeah, and
1: I got to say, I really love the um, like Batman going into the club, and everyone's like, <gasps> everybody like it's pulls like out. record scratch yeah. moment.
0: <laughs> but there are, there is a gorgeous Bermejo moment that like I think is I think we saw it already. I think it was actually used as promotional material for the book.
1: Yeah, where essentially it's just all these guys from the club pulled guns on Batman, who's yeah. got Etrigan, which
0: apparently is like a Junwick two <laughs> reference. Right. It's Fine. Like, or it's just cool looking. It's just really cool looking. Mm-hmm.
1: But Etrigan, of course, has the upper hand. Dead man shows up. That has got the upper hand now. Right. And have it one of the bodies to help Batman. Yeah. Um, and then, like, there's a crazy explosion. Everybody goes outside. They're looking everywhere. It's chaos. Mm-hmm. And um, then something crazy happens where we are, like, treated to that uh, creepy-looking woman who I think is the Enchantress, but will...
0: And I was hoping wasn't death.
1: <clears throat> right. <laughs> but...
0: I think you're right, it's Enchantress.
1: I'm guessing, I'm only guessing Enchantress because we are dealing with a magic
0: book. Exactly.
1: I mean, it could be Hecate, which we've just dealt with. Right. In, um, But I feel
0: like, yeah. Right? I hope not.
1: But, like, she does have the moons and all that, so, like, that is a symbol of of magic. Yeah. Um, so we're not really sure who that is, but essentially that, like, he recognizes her immediately. And, like... She's like she there's a secret going on there. Mm-hmm. Something's going on there, right? But yep. then like that's like a moment in his mind and then he's back and everyone's like dude, crazy stuff's happening. Yeah. We run into that guy who looks like the specter.
0: It's the specter. Like it's 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 <laughs> It's Batman damned the Spectre.
1: Right, right, right. And, like, he obviously has information. Batman wants it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in a burning building. Batman's, like, trying to help him, but also, like, get out of the building. Yep. Inevitably, Etrigan has to help him. Yes. Um, we're treated to another flashback where we see Martha Wayne, who's hired a PI.
0: Yeah, to dig up dirt on, like, what's going on with the yeah, affair. Yeah, and so, like,
1: she finds... She still has photos, and it makes her makes It makes her really sad. And, so, and, like, we see, like, Bruce watching her mother, or his mother, like, see these photos and also, like, start smoking. Yes, Um, and then Constantine's there and he's just like hey you gotta look up in the sky and that's when we get the reveal that there is a bat signal in the sky but there's Joker teeth on it Mm -hmm. and like the Joker and his goons have like taken over the top of of Gotham City uh, Police Department and like uh, Gordon and his guys are having a hard enough time dealing with it obviously Right. and uh, the Batman of course immediately shows up and he gets hit in the head with a baseball bat and it's revealed that it's Harley of course
0: yeah who is which is what we kind of expected at the end of the first one but yeah <laughs>
1: um who is of course like
0: playing the joker playing
1: the joker cuz she's mad at him because like he's dead. Yeah. And um she like there's like this crazy moment where like this world has like she is such a damaged being. Yeah. And like so he hits her cuz they're fighting. Yeah. And she just looks at him she's like keep hitting me.
0: Yeah. And you're like and you're like oh this is gross. Yeah. <laughs> um she, by the way, I was also like I was thrown by the Harley interpretation cuz I was like This is definitely in the universe that Bermejo and Azarilla created in Mm -hmm. Joker. Right. And then I was like, is is Harley this damaged in that book? Yeah. Or did something happen between Joker and now? Because there's no way that could be because Joker dies at the end of Joker. Right. Like Batman and Joker fall and then we pick up with this. I feel like maybe... But it's not really there. Well,
1: I mean, it could also be the loss. You know what I mean? Like, that. Right. Like loss affects people differently. Because we don't really
0: get the... like We don't really get a really good version of Harley that isn't just, like, a stripper who Joker frequents.
1: Right. But in this, they give you a little extra backstory that you may or may not have wanted to know. But again, yeah. this is a different universe. So, mm-hmm. um, in it, like, she ends up getting the upper hand and, like, she starts taking your clothes off. Yeah. <clears throat> like, as though she's gonna kill him, but first she's...
0: She's gonna take advantage yeah, of him. Yeah, she's gonna
1: take advantage of him. And, like... He says no at one point and she reveals that she that like essentially like Joker used to say that no's meant yes when he needed someone to say yes. And yes. I'm like
0: Like, oh. Yeah. She also has like crazy scars that weren't yeah, like, in Joker but insane whatever.
1: Scars. But my assumption
0: is that they're self inflicted.
1: <laughs> yeah, they could be. They absolutely could be. I mean those are insane. That's the only yeah. way
0: you can make Joker in this universe work. But
1: Yeah. And then there's a bunch of crazy images and uh, that mirror another book.
0: Yes. The
1: killing joke.
0: Mm-hmm. Especially this Yeah, you get the here. boots in the rain. You get the drops. Now, of
1: course, they're showing you something else that's beneath the, the water, in a sense. Yes. Because we're dealing with a magical world. Right. And there's a questionable action that takes place at the end of this book, which I will not ruin for you.
0: No, but it is, like, crazy. Also, apparently, there was a shower sequence with Harley Quinn that they cut out.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, like, obviously, there's a lot of things that, like, could have potentially happened here. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. It doesn't you know it's funny the edits are pretty seamless I don't really notice what was like glaringly missing mm. I feel like it read a lot shorter than the first one so I feel like maybe it might be missing a couple pages It definitely did
1: I, I definitely agree with that like all of a sudden I was like oh it's over okay So yeah. um I don't know, personally I like this I don't like this isn't a world I want to visit a whole lot I, know no, I never like visiting a country like so I don't want to go into it too much right. But <clears throat> that being said I I treat this as like it's almost a cautionary tale Yes And like I think that's kinda cool. I agree.
0: Yeah, it's a gorgeous looking book. I think I I I, I have not seen a better Bermejo looking book. Yeah. Than this.
1: Well, he might have just found his stride. Um it, again, like, the censorship thing is unfortunate. Yep,
0: and by the way, no, you'll never see it on censorship. Yeah, Unless you follow Bermejo on Instagram, maybe he'll be posting something If he's else. allowed to. But I, I doubt it. I don't
1: know how contracts work in terms of that kind of...
0: But they, uh, you know, DC already, like, made their choice about how they were going to proceed with this series and with yep. this line. Yeah. They chose the cowardly route, and unfortunately, as a result, you will never see Batman Damned as was originally preserved unless you want to spend $400 on a freaking copy. Uh, and you'll never see Batman Damned... In the form the artists wanted to proceed in, and yep. what editorial said they could do. Yeah. So as a result, uh, no, you'll never see the uncensored version unless they change their minds. Yeah. Which they could always do, but they probably won't. Mm-hmm. Um, no. but yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I I loved the look of this book. Yeah. It was actually funny. The moment where Batman's like surrounded by guns and stuff, I thought that was cool looking. But there were better visuals in this book than that.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I do love the the big one uh, page splashes. Um, I did find that in this book, it's almost like it's. I don't the know the city
0: that double page image oh, of the city, the city is, is unbelievable. But I just
1: meant like I feel like in this book, Bermejo like did a better job balancing the fine details that he puts in with the panel page, like the panel real estate that he had. Yes, and so I found this book. To be more visually pleasing, although I liked more of the symbolism he had in the last issue, mm-hmm. um, but he just had a lot of beautiful panels. And even the one, as like as like upsetting and sad as it is, the the moment of like Bruce pointing that gun at his mother, yeah. like it is it's such a striking, beautiful Completely. rendered panel. Yeah, just just really enjoyable. And one of those books where it's just like you just keep going back and like you just notice different things each yeah. time. So. Again, like, I, I recommend this series, but I tend to like things a little darker sometimes. Sure, 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 sure. So I'm like, I like these little, like, um, ventures into what if or, like, right. possibility. Um, because it's not saying that this is what happened. Yeah, You know no. what I mean? It's not necessarily ruining anything. Or right, it's not replacing anything, it's
0: which a, is why it was, like... It's a like,
1: thought exercise, right. and I like that a Which lot. is
0: why it's dumb that they would want to, like, mess it up. Yeah. But, you know. So, But that's just me. Yeah, so there you have it. Uh, from there, I guess that's it, right? Um,
1: Unless you want to do recommendations, we should recommend a
0: couple of books. There's a bunch of stuff coming out that I want to recommend. Please go
1: for it because I tried to start looking this up and then sure, yeah, I well, where did it go? I had it up with you.
0: Well, uh, Justice League number fourteen comes Great. out on this, not the nineteenth. Uh, it's written by James Tynion the fourth, which is weird because the last one was too. Uh, but whatever. Uh, mm. In this one, uh, it's we're we're going to Hawk World. Okay, and uh, it looks like we're going to be—it's going to be the biggest peek into Cosmic Odyssey, which, of course, in Cosmic Odyssey, John Stewart um, destroyed. Well, was was the was on watch. It was Martian Manor and John who screwed up and let an entire planet die. But yes. also Orion slaughtered a entire like host of Hawk people. If you want to watch more about that, check out our episode of Back Issues right. right on it. But uh, they're going to Hawk World, and it looks like it's John. Sh- well whatever the hell her name is, Kendra, yeah. and uh, and Jon Stewart. And I'm like, oh, cool. Maybe we're going to see some real cool stuff there. Uh, so check that out. Also, Amazing Spider-Man 12 is coming out with Nick Spencer and Humberto Ramos back on art. Really? Yeah.
1: Wow. It comes
0: out on the 19th. Uh, That's I'm excited. cool. So check that out. Uh, Dead Man logo number two. If nothing else, I love the art on this book. I don't know why. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it matches the, the tone, but I'm down. Uh, also, uh, I think we're gonna see some fun like cameos in this one.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, it, the the first page like cameo or like a uh, preview of it shows Spider-Man being killed by New Hydra. So Ooh. Whoa. Whoa. Um, similarly, uh, Extermination finally ends at number five. This has been right. my favorite X-Men series so far, so check it out. I love it. Uh Pepe Raz's art is fantastic. I look forward to finding out what they're gonna be on next. Uh, there's also a number of trade paperbacks and omnibuses that are coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Super Sun's Omnibus hardcover comes out. On the nineteenth, if uh, t- if you're Tevia, you're gonna buy it. So check it out. Uh, it's uh, it's fantastic. It's gonna it be it is a little pricey though. It's gonna be seventy five bucks, but it does have all of it. And, and of course, omnibuses usually have like fun sketches and additional right, stuff. Right, right, but right. if you love Super Sons, or if you're trying to get people to buy it, that's the book for you. Uh, similarly, uh, Marvel Knights tra- Daredevil trade paperback comes out. Uh, this is gonna be Daredevil by Bendis, and it's just so good. So check out that. And if you liked Avengers: No Surrender, and who didn't, uh, you should che- you should check out uh, the trade paperback is finally available, so you don't have to wait for the uh, the, hard- the hardcover anymore. The trade will be available, and we'll probably swap out the links at the bottom of our description over on our episode of Avengers: No Surrender here okay. on Back Issues. That's a great idea. Uh, so check that out and pick it up. It's going to be about like thirty-five bucks. Something okay. like that. Way cheaper than the hardcover.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely.
0: Um, I know that your uh, Defenders book.
1: I know. I got my stuff.
0: Okay, good. All right. So, uh, um, take it away. De-
1: Defenders are the best or best defense number one. So, this is will be after those other four books I mentioned. Mm-hmm. This is the place to go. It will have six variant covers. Oh, my God. So, for variant fans, this is something to check out. Um, we're going to be dealing with a lot of stuff, including the Lost Atlanteans, the Train, the Bedsheet Man... Okay. And much more. That's what I guess they're, they're referring to him as. Because he is creepy, and I'm, that's kind of a creepy name for him. You yeah. know I'm going to be picking this up. So, you know, if you want to read along with me, come on on that journey. Yeah. Um, also, just random, because I'm in the holiday spirit, um, the season's beatings number one by Marvel is coming out, uh, written by Jason Latour. Uh, if you're looking for something holiday that isn't, because I know DC puts out their big, like larger book that was like ten dollars, so it was kind of had a commitment there. Mm-hmm. I think this is coming out for like four or five ish. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's 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 a lot. I think it's five. Oh, um, okay. So it's like a standard comic, book. right? that's only if you're into that kind of thing it has got Deadpool in the front of it doing a little dance fun um, for Lucifer fans Lucifer number three will be coming out oh great uh, for those of you who are enjoying uh, Cold Spots along with me that's a uh, Cullen Bunn book number five will be coming out that's the end of this of this book oh wow and then for a trade uh, this week Doom Patrol volume two called Nada is coming out oh so hey if you wanted to pick up Doom Patrol uh, Nick, uh, Nick Darrington and Gerard Way's run and you picked up the first volume this is your chance to grab the second volume
0: yes and if you uh, were watching the DC fans channel you covered pretty much the entire series of doom patrol i
1: did on and that i channel. had a blast i even read the most recent one and i didn't have to even cover it because i just like reading the book and i had an excellent conversation with the very fine and very friendly nick derrington at new york you Comic-Con,
0: did he's super who cool. said
1: they want to keep doing it guys so hopefully once umbrella academy on netflix is all done
0: yeah then we can see more
1: <laughs> and i think i think that Comic-Con romance just released some new music kind yeah. of recently mm-hmm. so he's been kind of busy he's very I busy Can't really hold it against him um, so there you go. Yeah. On that one. Uh,
0: finally, and this is just a fun little announcement, want to let you know that uh, this episode of Off the Rack will be available on uh, Wednesday morning, but time. tonight we'll be releasing a special Off the Rack, which will be our review of Into the Spider-Verse, mm-hmm. which is a movie that just came out that hopefully you will enjoy uh, seeing our thoughts on. Yeah. So, from there, we will see you guys next time Wait, another on another episode. We do have more Super Chats to get into. Right. So, you're
1: right. Oh, we right. do? Oh, we yes. do. Excellent. I was going to say one other random thing. Hey, just, you know, I know I'm not like doing anything on the Purple Channel today. No. Um, but I might be doing something extra this week. I don't know when or if it's actually going to be able to come into fruition. But mm-hmm. we were talking about cookies, which thank you so much to John for sending us these amazing bread and, like, cookies. I can't yeah. wait to try these recipes. I, I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, they are all great. I really enjoyed Yeah, but we did,
0: them. we teased the idea of bringing a kind of spiritual resurgence uh, yeah. of the Comic Pop kitchen. Well,
1: and I do want to do more of those, and I might have some time to actually do it, so I gotta figure that out. But, over on the Purple channel, I might actually just live stream making cookies that are not nerd-based, just hanging out.
0: Yeah, and that'll be over on the cookies, Purple channel. At some point. I don't know. Watch uh, her Twitter for an announcement about that, uh, twitter.com slash TheRealZoobs. <laughs> and we will also drop a, uh, a tease about it, or at least a uh, more, like, signal-boost on the live episode of Elseworlds Exchange this Wednesday. Yeah. There so you go. keep an eye out and ear out for that. Yeah. Uh, Joel and I are going to be doing two episodes.
1: Yeah. If you just want to make cookies and hang out and chat.
0: But go over there and watch. It'll <laughs> be a lot of fun. I guess. Uh, I don't know. I, I hope so. But uh, from here, we will see you guys. Before I go, though. Uh, yeah, sorry. I, I was trying to. You were. You were segueing into se- the super chat. I was chat. like, hang on. Uh, two mics, this? one takes. Says Yo Sal and Which defender's team is better, street level team or the more powerful team? Also, that Capullo cover for Batman. You guys are the best. Thank you very much. Uh, Also, yes, I love that Capullo cover. Uh, As far as which team is better, um, honestly, like... That Defenders team on Netflix was just the new freaking Avengers. Well,
1: yeah, um, and like, and they're great and all, but they didn't have Doctor Strange, so it wasn't good enough for me.
0: Right. Not technically the Defenders. No,
1: uh, I mean, like they did do the new Defenders or whatever they were with um Yeah, Rich with Matt She-Holton. Fraction. And, yeah.
0: That was a fun series. That was an
1: interesting series. I'm not saying it was the best thing ever, but no, it was fun, but, but it was kind of an interesting mingling of, like...
0: And you were in a drought of Doctor Strange stuff, so that it was, was kind was, of it. I was. So I kind of liked the idea of of, uh, of Black Cat being on the Defenders. Right. Um, and uh, Greg Demage, Enchantress versus Cersei. Who do you think is more powerful?
1: Currently, it's Cersei. Well,
0: yeah, Cersei's a god. Enchantress is not. Well, or is she?
1: No, like Cersei is like she was like a follower of like Hecate. I think right. she's like I think she's like part god, but like right now she's got more power. So currently, I think Cersei is more powerful.
0: Right let's well, just he
1: heard right it now let's <laughs> just right
0: now right so hold in there but uh, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us don't forget to uh, check us out more here and uh, you know tell your friends and everything
1: yeah and, check, and watch for that next Off the Rack which yes. you haven't seen yeah if you <laughs> can't if
0: you can't get enough Off the Rack or Comic Pop uh, stay tuned to this channel because right after this episode goes uh, off that episode will go live so keep an eye out anyway thanks a lot for watching we'll see you guys next time I'm Sal and I'm Tiffany so long bye guys
1: <laughs>